Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the So You're Getting Married podcast. This is a show where I offer personal perspectives to brides and wives and to grooms and guys on things to consider before walking down the aisle, as well as some lessons that will endure before and after the wedding ceremony. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. Before we begin, I'd like to give a shout out to Mabel, who listened to the podcast for the first time yesterday, and she was kind enough to send in a voice message on the Anchor app saying that she um, that she enjoyed the podcast and she thought I was doing a good job. So thank you very much for um, reaching out. I appreciate it whenever we run into someone who is a first-time listener. So um, please hang around, and I'm sure you're going to hear lots of other stuff that will uh, tickle your fancy as well. We can all learn and share ideas and grow together when it comes to all things um, building our relationships and our marriages. So, Mabel, thank you very much for, uh, for the message, and thank you very much for coming on board. Now... Uh, my intention was that I would have made the voice note a part of this uh, podcast at some point. But unfortunately, for those of you who've been listening from day one, you know that I am a curmudgeon when it comes to these things. And uh, so I still haven't figured out how to do lots of stuff uh, in the app. Well, in fact, Mabel mentioned that the app has options for music in podcasts and things like that. But for... Uh, Anyway, I'm still trying to figure all of this out. But I guess maybe I'm just comfortable with the fact that um, it's easy for me to just uh, whip up the app and then hit record. And uh, I guess I never bothered to learn how to do other things. But now that uh, we're getting more uh, voice engagement, I think this is the third or maybe the fourth voice note that we're receiving now i think i should learn how to incorporate them into the podcast so that you guys can hear uh, the voices of um, other people who um, find us every once in a while and who want to chime in so mabel welcome to the club and thank you very much for your kind comments and for favoriting the podcast okay now back to where we were yesterday and that was the question of the i can't quite remember how i couched it But um, it was the question of um, whether it's best to have an entrepreneur wife, a lady who does a 95, or uh, the stay-at-home wife. And the angle that I was coming from it yesterday, if I remember correctly, was that um, it's not as simple as people make it out to seem because there are lots of assumptions to these questions and there are lots of fears and there are lots of ignored factors. And so I figured that the best way at arriving at the answer to the question, for the guy anyway, that should you be looking at a woman who wants to be an entrepreneur, a woman who wants to be a 95 person, or a woman who wants to stay at home and raise the kids, is that we have to look at all these um, issues critically and in the spirit of open conversation with the lady who we intend to get married to, or if you happen to be married already, you didn't have any critical discussions about these things in the beginning. So to start having those open conversations and critical conversations now, looking at some of these factors so that you guys can get to the most optimum choice of what will work um, for you. Because what is going to work for patients and I, patients is my wife, so what is going to work for patients and I may not necessarily be uh, the same as what will work for you. Because yesterday we looked at one of the some of the assumptions behind these questions are that um, childcare um, 
um, childcare is important and that uh, the husband is financially capable and that uh, you don't have um, family support. And so we ran through some of those things. So some families have more options for childcare available than others. And so this whole thing of um, whether somebody is going to work more than the other person or whether someone stays at home might be a much more critical um, issue. Uh, sorry, um, by, um, family support. Yeah, so that's the family support angle. And then the husband's um, financial capability, of course, is also a determining factor. But then on the childcare thing, I really wanted to stress because in these parts, um, men have gotten it twisted. No, not that men have gotten it twisted, but we haven't been properly educated about our role um, in the family, especially from the Christian background, because um, men are quick to shout about being the head of the household without having a clear understanding about what the head of the household means. Now, the church um, teaches that, yes, the man is the head of a household, and it also teaches in other areas that the primary role of the family that education is the primary um, role of the family education and spiritual um, formation of the children so excuse me uh, the phone just rang so let me mute that so where was i okay so a lot of men get that um, teaching um they get that part uh, twisted they hang on to the head of the household thing without realizing that the fact that you're the head of the household means that there are certain um, responsibilities that go along with that as well. And that is um, uh, the education of the children and the spiritual formation of the children. And so that's one of the things that I harped on yesterday, that women have to realize that it is part of our role, it is part of our headship. And that means we have to be around a great deal of the time because the, it's not possible to be a teacher of the kids and to be responsible for their um, spiritual formation if you are not around. If all you do is get out of the house at 8 o'clock and then hustle till 10 and then go to bed and then resume uh, the grind again um, the next day. Well, anyway, not to redo, not to rehash what we spoke about yesterday. So let me move on to what uh, to the agenda for today. So yesterday I looked at some of the assumptions that we have that young men have anyway when they're looking at this whole thing about entrepreneur 95 versus stay-at-home wife so now uh, i want to move into the more difficult section that's the fears that are around this topic now um okay let me preface this by saying first of all that i am not an anthropologist i'm not a psychologist and in the intro to the show i think i have pointed out time enough that what i'm offering are personal perspectives so don't take this as my um don't take this as a gospel and don't take this as a canon this is just my own personal opinion so i'm not a priest i don't know anything about um uh, spiritual counseling um, i don't know anything about psychology and stuff like that so this is just me um rambling my own personal opinion so I think there are numbers of fears, certain insecurities and inadequacies that go into this question when you're considering entrepreneur wife, 95 wife or stay-at-home wife. One of the insecurities, I think, is um, infidelity. There's this idea that if your wife is involved in the outside world, then she might stray. Well, whether that fear is founded or not, um, I think it's just a merely um, human thing that, of course, if you have a husband who is cloistered, then I guess fidelity is the default. 
But if you have a husband who is out and about and loose in the world, then uh, infidelity is an option. And so I guess the same, it goes the same with uh, the woman as well. If you keep her cloistered, then fidelity is the default. But if you leave her out and about in the world, then infidelity is an option. So I guess that's the danger that runs um, um, both ways. But the solution, I don't think, is um, cloistering. Because if we want our wives to be um, faithful and to be devoted to us, it shouldn't be by uh, default, but it should be by choice. Because then that's when we're going to get the most optimum amount of um, love and respect from the relationship. If our women are cloistered, then we run, we run the risk of um, causing some significant problems later on in the future. For instance, I was speaking to an aunt of mine um, recently and, well... You know we are we're getting we're getting much older now you know there's some of my cousins that are already in their 50s uh so as a family we're getting much older and so now the 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 older ones in the family you know the uncles the aunts we're now having some serious um life uh you know life discussions and so the whole thing came up um you know my aunt asking about how we're doing, how we're coping. That's because Patience is in school right now. That's my wife. Patience is in school. So, like, how are you guys coping? And she thought it was commendable, uh, what we're doing as a family. And um, she had some regrets about how um, she was... Um, about. She had some regrets, basically, about how uh, when she was a younger woman, she wanted to work, uh, but her husband, well, made enough money for the whole family and didn't think that she should... And, you know, it caused some strife and everything. And so, um, yeah, she did. She stayed behind and she did the nine to five. Sorry, she did the uh, stay at home mom thing. And she's fine. She's happy, you know, that the children turned out okay. But she said, she admitted to me that sometimes she has um, some regrets. Uh, she thinks that she could have done a lot more. She could have actualized herself a little bit. And then she thinks that she hangs around with other people in her age grades. And then people are talking about, you know, your missus, this and this, professor, so and so, and all kinds of things. And she looks at them and she knows that, you know, these people don't have... Uh, you know, these people don't have any brains to put together that can compare to her. And sometimes she feels cheated and she feels robbed. And so, yes, we might want to cloister uh, women for, you know, God knows whatever reason it is that we have. But it's not going to lead to a, such a good outcome that we think. I mean, what's the point of cloistering the woman? Uh, yes, you have secured her fidelity. But then you guys are together for, you know, 50, maybe 60 years. And then uh, the children are leaving the house. You guys are getting ready, uh, close to uh, go and be with the Lord. Not not that I'm saying my auntie is dying anytime soon. But I'm just saying that uh, as some people say, you know, where she's heading to is closer than where I'm coming from. I mean, so all things being equal, we don't know the future. Um, she will be called to be with the Lord uh, before I am. So they're getting close to the twilight years of their life. And she's angry and she's resentful. Um, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying she's a bitter woman. I'm just saying that there's some of these things that she's uh, still upset about um, till today. And uh, I mean, think about it. Uh, we, the kids, we're now in our 40s and we're now in our 50s. It's a very long time for you to cloister up your woman and then she's angry with you for 40 years. I mean, think about that. If you're getting ready to walk down this... Um, uh, this road 
and you want to build a life with your significant other, you know, so, you know, Ikena, you know, you and Inkechi, you guys are doing this thing. I mean, think about it. Is that a risk that you want to take? You guys are now in love and everything, and, you know, she feels like you're Superman and you're the best in the world and you're the best man and everything. Do you really want to cloister her and then have this whole thing run sour and then 40, 50 years into the future, she's really angry at you because uh, she thinks you capped her potential and... Um, um, what she could have done um, uh, in her life and with her life. So there are some insecurities that go into these things because, um, uh, okay, well, women have experience with this, you know, being cheated on. So it's, uh, it hurts. And understandably, understandably, we would know why, you know, some men get really, really insecure. Um, about whether their wives um, stray or not but in my own opinion i think the way that we move forward with this is having open and frank and honest conversations that uh, you know these are some of the reasons why i don't think women should work and blah 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 and you know no matter how silly the conversation is you know sit down and have that conversation with Nkechi and with your marriage counselor or with whoever it is that is providing um, spiritual counseling and discernment for you guys. And you guys need to talk through all these things, you know. So if it is that you, in your own family, you had that aunt who did pretty well and rose up in the ranks. And then maybe she got so much money that she thought uh, she was too good for her husband. And then, you know, she left him or whatever. You need to have that open, frank and honest conversation. You guys need to put everything on the table so that... Um, we all know what scars it is you're dealing with and what insecurities that you have. And let's talk about these things because it's going to make us have stronger um, unions in the future. And so those are some of the insecurities that uh, come along with this whole thing of whether your wife should be out and about or whether she should stay at home. So infidelity is um, one, of those, um, inse- uh, one of those fears. That's a, a source of insecurity. Then um, there's also this uh, you know, inadequacy uh, where uh, you want your wife um, cloistered or you want to fix the boundaries around her so that you can um, so that you uh, remain um, in control uh, because for some guys um, for some guys control is a big thing you know determining what the options are determining what the boundaries are but uh, I believe and I'm not going to force this belief on anyone that um, hurting people end up hurting people and so all these men who want to come down with an iron fist and uh, there's there's lots of emotional baggage that they're dealing with and that we need to um, um, talk about so if you're one of these uh, dudes right now you know young husbands like I am because I've only been married um, a decade roughly and these are some of the things that you're dealing with some of these insecurities around um, fidelity infidelity and then having control issues and things like that you know it's stuff that we need to talk about especially if it's causing strife in our marriages that we say um uh no don't work stay at home i hustle enough i'm bringing in 20 million every year so there's no reason for you to work just stay at home we need to have open conversations about what um, this is all about and then another um inadequacy is uh the issue of the pay gap and um the resulting status that comes from that, the pay gap. So, you know, some guys are okay with their wives working so long as they don't end up making much more money than them. 
so you know you're hustling you're doing good you're bringing in 20 mil a year and wifey is working or she's hustling she's doing her own thing you know in the beginning you're doing 20 mil she's doing 15 you guys are doing all right eventually she's doing 20 like you after a while you know maybe she now passed you small she's doing 22 25 30 you know and then it's now somehow like ah, who is the guy in this relationship now who is wearing the pants i mean i'm bringing in 20 mil my pay my pay hasn't rise for the last 10 years but wifey has been going from strength to strength ah, you know she don't shine small you know and you know all those things like who is the boss and stuff like that and so that's one way in which some guys deal with these um sorts of um issues whether consciously or unconsciously so um if your wife is an entrepreneur but you guys have that hardcore rule about how 247 she's the one that is going to be responsible for the kids and uh, the wife you know it's a way to keep her down or um uh, uh you know limiting options only to 95 you know 95 but as soon as you're done you know you stay in the house nothing else um no traveling for career advancement you know nothing nothing and then of course the other option of uh, you know i make enough money so i'm the man i wear the pants i'm the boss so you just stay at home so um yeah these are some of the insecurities and some of the inadequacies a lot of the fears that go into these um, sorts of things but there's one thing that i would like to point out especially for those of us who are christians and especially those of us who are Christians of the um, ancient faith, uh, remember that our status is not derived, our status as men is not derived from our wealth. It's not derived from how much money we have, or how much money we make. Our status as men is derived from our leadership. That is primarily what determines our status within the family. So it's okay that you're a husband and you're making 20 mil a year. Your wife is making 50. You know, no yawa, as in nothing there. If she's any more than you and because of that she's disrespecting you or she feels that you're less than, then okay. You know, there are some issues and uh, some issues that are beyond my pay grade. You guys need some counseling, some spiritual direction and all kinds of things. But you should know and it's hard to accept, I must admit, as a guy, it's hard to accept, but you ought to know that your value does not come from how much money it is you make. Your money comes from your, sorry, your value. Your value comes from your um, leadership. It's just how it is. That's just how, uh, it's just how it is. It's just how we were created. So my value comes from the fact that I'm a leader. I'm supposed to be the chief source of education for the kids leadership for the family spiritual direction for the family and for the children and that is what determines my worth now of course i want to make us i want to make a crap load of money i want to make us a lot of money as possible but my bank account does not determine my worth and so um if you're getting ready to walk down the aisle this year you know you can uh uh you know adigo wherever you are just know that as you're taking this step know that your value does not depend on how much money you bring to the table because right now it may be cool that you guys are getting ready to get married and you're that uh, hotshot exec you're earning some small coins because now you work in a bank or something like that she she's just finishing university everything is everything you know it's obvious you're older you have more money you know nothing to happen but you never know
after the marriage she might start getting some ideas she wants to get some more education or she thinks that oh she might be able to make some money doing this or doing that in the beginning you might think it's nothing because mm, it's ankara after all sending ankara how much does it make you never know in a decade or two she might be doubling or tripling your salary it's not a problem in the beginning you started off as the head honcho with all the money and right now she seems to have more money than you it's um it's not a big deal it's tough sometimes but it's not a big deal your worth comes from your leadership it's not from your not from how much money uh that you have well anyway there's a lot that can be said about that um about the worth of a man the status of a man um in marriage and in family and where that derives remember that when i say um uh your status your worth as a man is about um your leadership remember that i speak about these things and i define it within a christian a traditional christian context so it's not uh so for those of you who are women who are listening to the podcast and who when you hear things like leadership you think about you know western ideals about you know a man being macho and you know um a marlboro man or he man or 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 whatever it's that's that's not what i'm that's not what i'm talking about it's restricted in a traditional christian sense but anyway i think i've gone on too much for this topic so i'll just wrap it up uh so we've gone two steps yesterday we looked at the assumptions behind this whole thing assumptions about childcare and whose duty is to do what whether the husband is financially capable and what kind of family support you have and then some of the fears that go into this the insecurities and inadequacies around whether your woman is faithful or not how much control you can exert over her and how your pay gap um reflects your own status So uh I hope I am gradually beginning to show how it's not such a simple issue of entrepreneur versus 95 versus stay at home but there are lots of things that you guys need to look into and please young men those of you getting ready to um get married sorry no let me say younger men because I'm still a young man um it's not that simple there's a whole lot of stuff that we need to talk about and this is one of the reasons why I tell my couples that I work with because I find it disturbing that there are lots of people who are getting ready to be married and the church says go for marriage classes in the catholic church the there are fixed number of classes that you have to attend some people organize it so that it can be done in 2 months or in 3 some people uh have more time on their hands than they can do it in one but there are fixed number of classes and they are there for a reason so whether you're catholic or you're redeemed or whatever church that you go to it's not it's not because pastors don't have anything better to do with their time and they just want to meddle in your life it's because these things are important and these are some of the things that we talk about in uh um in marriage classes because we're all adults we sit down there the pastor whoever it is that is going to organize the marriage class he knows that he is not talking to children or she knows that they are not talking to children the conversations can really be open and frank and brutal and for those of you who are getting ready to get married and you're about to start your marriage classes <laughs> let me give you a warning um you guys are going to have some arguments because you guys will get there the teacher or the instructor is going to start talking about one topic you're going to voice what your opinion is and then your dearly beloved in kitchi who is sitting next to you 
is going to be upset. And she's like, how can you think that? And she's going to say what her own opinion is. And you guys are going to learn a whole lot about each other that you did not know before. Because you guys have been dating and everything is nice and is sweet and there's no reason for conflict. When you sit down there in that class and then the instructor starts and you have to challenge your assumptions about sex, about leadership, about money, about kids, about interacting with in-laws. You guys are going to learn a whole lot about yourself. But um, it's no cause for concern. These things make us grow stronger in love. So the whole point is not to go through all this and then have us break up and not get married anyway i've gone twice the time as i normally would so let me just wrap it up um here so thank you very much for listening to this whole you're getting married podcast i'm your host abuja based event and wedding photographer tavishima ayede i'll catch you guys at the next episode where we will be rounding it up and we'll be looking at the ignored factors when a lot of men look at these things of whether your wife should work or whether she should stay at home and let me just give you a preview we'll be talking about um the goal of the marriage that is something that we um ignore and uh, we also ignore the choice of the woman in the whole thing we always have this conversation as if just kind of assuming that the woman's uh feelings the woman's choice is not important so those are some of the things i will be looking at at the next recording what's the goal of a marriage anyway and why are we making these choices without considering the uh, what our wife thinks or what our prospective wife thinks on the matter? So thank you very much, guys, for listening. I'll catch you on the next episode.